welcome to Girl Get Off the Couch podcast. I am Dr. Rudisha Brown, a former foster kid turned licensed mental health therapist. I survived childhood abandonment, built the courage to leave my broken marriage, and regained my physical health by losing 80 pounds. I learned to prioritize my mental wellness in order to create my own happiness. Now I get the opportunity to help other women do the same. Listen, sis, we are all in the fight to overcome trauma, pain, and weight gain. So girl, get off the couch and take your life back. Read my story at girlgetoffthecouch.com. Follow me on social media at Dr. Radisha Brown. Now let's get to it. Hey ladies, welcome to another episode of Girl Get Off the Couch podcast with your girl, Dr. Radisha. So today we're going to be talking about the D word. Yes, we're going to get really intimate, really down and dirty talking about the D word. And it's probably not the D word you're thinking about. Get your mind out the gutter, girl. Get your mind out the gutter. Come on back with me. Today we're going to be talking about depression what it looks like, how it feels, and how to recognize those warning signs of depression. I like to say depression is like trying to breathe underwater. You know, every time you try to take a breath, your lungs fill up with water and you're trying to do everything possible to take that deep breath. But for whatever reason, you just keep getting water because you're underwater. I know certainly that was my experience with depression. I felt like it snuck up on me, if you will. I felt like it wasn't just one little thing that happened. It was a combination of things happening. And it seemed like they all were happening at the same time. Um, I was in a toxic marriage. And if you've read my book, Girl Got Off the Couch, you know, he was a serial cheater. I like to say he was playing naked twister in these streets, y'all. <laughs> but it was that. It was me not liking the person I saw in the mirror. I felt like I wasn't good enough. felt like I was ugly. All these large numbers of negative thoughts hitting me at one time. It just felt like I couldn't do nothing right. No matter what I was doing, no matter how many accomplishments I achieved, no matter how many times someone said, job well done, I just felt like I just couldn't do anything right. And I felt like I just kept hitting my head up against the wall and I couldn't see beyond the wall. I like to describe it as looking at your life through a clouded glass window. You can see kind of shapes and on the other side, you can see movement on the other side, but you just can't see yourself in your life. And everything is clouded by that window. You can't see clearly. So it affects everything. It affects your relationships with other people. It affects your relationship with yourself. It affects job opportunities because if you're not liking yourself, how motivated are you going to be to go after the job promotion? Whether or not you open a business, whether or not you go to school, everything, relationships with children and parents and spouses, everything is affected by that cloudy glass pane, which is your life in when you're suffering from depression. Certainly it was mine. And two out of four women will be suffering from depression, clinical depression, where they will require treatment and treatment can come in all shapes and sizes. Talk therapy is recommended for everyone, especially those suffering from depression. But some people may also require medication and not everybody needs medication. A small percentage of people do. I am a proponent if you need it to use it, but not to use it if you don't need it. It's pretty simple. And with treatment, depression is manageable. I like to say once you've had depression, it's just like any other illness such as 
alcoholism or drug addiction. It, you have to work the steps every day to fight it. Just like me, I am the two and four women. I suffered from depression, which if you read my story, I gained woo, close to 90 pounds as a result of suffering from depression, as a result of not liking myself and trying to find some way to cope with the pain that I was feeling, but I wasn't able to communicate that, that pain. I wasn't able to say I'm hurting in ways in which I didn't even know that I was hurting. And so it's so difficult sometimes, especially as women, because we're quote unquote superheroes. We take care of everybody except ourselves. We're always last on the list. Sometimes it's really hard to recognize those signs when we're going through it. And other people may see it, but we don't see it ourselves. And until we, one, acknowledge that we're suffering, nothing changes. So let's talk really quickly about some of the symptoms you should be aware of. Number one, persistent sadness, anxiousness, or just kind of feeling empty, like I don't have anything to give inside. And certainly with the state of the world, uh, with the COVID-19 pandemic, we are all in some ways are affected by that and in a feeling of sadness and emptiness with the changes in the job market, changes in our families, um, isolating from everyone, just feeling alone in some respects. Certainly we are all affected by the symptom, but this is going to be persistent. So not something that you kind of feel better from the next day or the next day after, but it's just constantly always that feeling of dread, that feeling of emptiness. Certainly that was, I had that symptom for sure. I just felt like I just didn't have anything to give to anybody. And the fact that anybody even wanted to talk to me just felt just too much. <laughs> just to say a good morning felt like too much because I felt empty inside. A loss of interest in things that you used to take pleasure in, used to enjoy, including sex. Certainly when I was in the midst of my depression, active depression, the thought of a man touching me was I just, girl, let me just tell you, don't look at me. Don't talk to me about sex. Don't even think about anything going on in the bedroom. I didn't have any interest in it. I had no interest in sex. Feeling irritable or excessively crying or just feeling overly restless. Uh, certainly, I remember one week I was suffering so bad, y'all. I remember laying on my bedroom floor and literally, I don't think I got up for days, like in the middle of my floor. And I was crying so hard. It wasn't like the cute cry where you just kind of, <laughs> and you just kind of wipe your tears. No, sis, it was like, I was in so much pain and I was just crying. I was shaking. And I literally stayed like that for days. I didn't get off that floor. So anytime you are feeling that way or experiencing excessive crying, irritability, restlessness, um, that's certainly a warning sign and a symptom of depression that you should take note of. Feelings of guilt, worthlessness, helplessness, pessimism. Oh, nothing ever is going to go right. Nothing is ever going to be normal again. The world is hopeless. I feel like I can't do nothing for myself. I feel so guilty because I don't want to have sex with my husband. All of those feelings are also symptoms of depression. One of the big ones is sleeping issues, sleep disturbances. So, and with that, sometimes people think depression only comes with sleeping too much. But in fact, 
It's not sleeping enough. It can vary in range for each individual. For me, I could sleep 16 hours a day and I still would wake up tired. I would sleep constantly because I felt like that was the only time I could get relief. But even when I woke up, I still felt tired. Certainly, I had appetite changes. So that's also something you need to be aware of to be pay attention to. And appetite changes can be weight loss or weight gain. Most people, when I talk to them about depression, they think of eat, you just lay in the bed. Sometimes, for some people, for me, it was the exact opposite. So we say that was atypical. My presentation of the depression was atypical, basically not the typical manifestation of depression. I ate and ate and ate. And if you guys have read my story, I ate fried chicken every day. It, when I say every day, not just every day, but some most often twice a day. Like I ate it for lunch and then dinner. And then I switched that dinner to breakfast. It got to the point where you guys are live in the South. There's a grocery store chain called Publix. They literally have the best fried chicken in America, hands down. Don't eat it because it is addictive. And so I would go in there so often. The lady that worked in a deli, her name was Miss Ann. She would make my fried chicken fresh every time I walked in there. I did not. I listen, I wasn't having no fried chicken that was sitting in a case. No, ma'am. She would have my fried chicken hot, fresh out the grease. It got so bad that she even said, hey, baby, now you can't keep coming here every day to get the fried chicken. Then I felt overly guilty. I felt like so worthless. I was like, oh, my God, even the lady at Publix that's making the fried chicken sees that I'm what's happening. She sees that I'm worthless. She sees that I'm not enough. She sees that I'm fat and I'm ugly. And that's all the things I told myself in that process. And all and what she was actually saying was, hey, I'm concerned about your health. But I didn't receive it like that. So what did I do? I started going to another grocery store to get my fried chicken. And I would. (laughs) So did that stop me from eating the fried chicken? No, girl. I had to work it out and find someplace else to get my fried chicken. I had to go to the second best place, which is Kroger. And so I had to switch it up sometimes. So I would not go to Publix every day. When I wasn't at Publix, I was at Kroger and vice versa. So she would think I was doing better. When I wasn't doing better, I was just getting it from someplace else. <laughs> like any addict. <laughs> like any addict, I just found a different way to work it around. For sure. And so you could be experiencing either or. You could be experiencing weight loss because you have a decreased appetite. Or you could be overeating and having symptoms of weight gain certainly was my story of the weight gain piece I was like god how I got depression and I can't lose weight (laughs) even more reason for me to eat kind of thing that's the process that I was going through in my mind I didn't have any energy I felt so fatigued Um, so that's certainly something to be aware of you just feel like everything slowed down your brain your process your ability to process information is slowed down you feel fatigued, uh, tired all the time. Like I said, mentioned, I slept 14, 15, 12 hours a day, still felt tired. So that's a that's a something to definitely be aware of and a warning sign and symptom of depression. Anytime you start asking yourself or saying to yourself, would I be, would my life, would everybody's life be better if I was not in it? It would life, life would be better if I was dead. When you start having those suicidal thoughts and conversations with yourself. You start making plans to commit suicide. You start envisioning what life would be like if you did commit suicide. That's a huge red warning sign, symptom of depression. Anytime you start feeling that way, I need you to not 
walk, but run to your nearest uh, mental health professional because you um, definitely are suffering and we need to immediately get you help. Anytime you're having issues concentrating, remembering things, um, making decisions, that's also a symptom of depression. People don't think about that. They always attribute it to age or quote unquote, just forgetfulness. But when your brain processes slows down because you're so overwhelmed by everything else going on, you're like overstimulated. So you feel like frozen in some ways. It is very difficult to concentrate. So that's also a symptom that we look at as a mental health professional and trying to diagnose you to determine really what's going on and ultimately how do we get to the healing process. Certainly for me as the patient, Radisha, not Dr. Radisha treating people, but as the patient, I couldn't focus on anything. I was like, two plus two is what? Like, how do you count that? <laughs> you know, things that seem simple in any normal circumstances seem, it were, was very, very difficult for me to put together and piece together. Certainly, one of the things that led me to finally getting help was physical symptoms, physical pain. If you're experiencing physical pain that doesn't seem to respond to treatments such as like headaches, digestive disorders, chronic pain, that's also a red flag for depression. People don't attribute physical issues with depression but depression comes in all shapes, sizes, and symptoms. And one of those major symptoms is certainly physical pain. For me, I had a headache all the time, neck and shoulder pain. And what really did me in was constant back pain. Constant back pain. No matter, like I was laying down most of the time. Why is my back hurting? That's what I was like, what is going on? But all of that was my body yelling and screaming at me to get help, that I needed help, that I was suffering. And so ultimately, the warning signs are, is your body's signals to tell you something's wrong. You're not in alignment. You're suffering and that you need to get help. There's resources available. There's the National Suicide Hotline. Um, you can even text, you can call, but I want to encourage you to get help because no matter how much you're suffering, no matter how long you've suffered with treatment help, it, things become better. Certainly it's not an overnight process. It took some time and error and, and things working for me before I really started to see the cloudiness move away when I was looking through the glass, but help is available, sis. No matter what's going on, there's virtual sessions available, there's in-person sessions available, there's emergency services available. I just want to encourage you through my own experience and the things that I've went through, not only as a mental health professional helping others, but also as the patient. The patient, all the symptoms, uh, warning signs that we talked about, that was me. And even as a mental health professional, I couldn't help myself. I had to get help. So there's no shame in it. And I am so glad I did because life is so much better on the other side of treatment. So I want to encourage you, no matter where you are in your walk, um, with dealing with the D word, that help is available and that your life, however you feel today, doesn't have to be how you feel tomorrow, sis. I want to encourage you. I want to tell you that you are enough. You are beautiful. You are special. And to not listen to those voices in your head that tell you otherwise. You are not your thoughts. I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Girl Get Off the Couch. Please like, share, because we want to get the message out. Because so often our sisters... 
our cousins, our best friends, our co-workers are all suffering, but we don't have the words to use. And so this program is all about getting help and feeling better and living our best life. All right, till next time, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Girl, Get Off the Couch with host Dr. Radisha Brown. If you've been blessed in any way by this episode, please like and share it on iTunes so that we can spread the word to more women because we are all in a fight to overcome trauma, pain, and weight gain. Follow me on social media at Dr. Radisha Brown.